Well, this morning's devotion is going to come from Matthew 5, verse 8. It was yesterday's word, uh, verse of the day on the Bible app. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to take you through a little guided devotion. It's the one that says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Let's take a moment and just breathe. Usually, <laughs> you might need to breathe because you're in traffic or you're at work, but I'm pretty sure you're in bed or at home. Let's just take a moment to breathe and to acknowledge that God has invited us to commune with Him. God has invited us to spend time with Him. God has invited us through an open door called Jesus Christ uh, to be one with Him. So that's what we're acknowledging in this moment. We're going to be still. That's the first step to a successful devotion, I could call that, is to be still, get rid of the clutter. We come and present ourselves before God and saying, we heard the invitation. It is God who invited us. And we just fix our eyes upon Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to minister to us or to give us revelation during this time. Secondly, we're going to look and read. So one of the things I usually encourage you to do, or if I tell somebody to have a devotion, not only to breathe or to be still, but actually to take a moment to look at what's around you. We often think that we must be totally in a, in a secret physical place to encounter God, but sometimes it's just a secret place of the heart while we're in the busyness of life. What do you see around you? Do you see the trees waving their hands outside if you're living in Mandela Bay? Is it cloudy? Are you cold? Do you see family, a loved one, husband or wife, maybe still sleeping next to you? Do you see children running around, maybe a dog wagging its tail, or maybe it's just you? Have a look at what's around you and consider the situations in your life and consider the climate of our world. Consider the social, political climate of our world. And your family even. Your friendships. Consider these things. See them. Acknowledge them. We're not hiding away from them. We're asking God in this moment to help us see all these things as they truly are. Then the other thing we're looking at is the book we're going to read. And usually before I read, I invite the Holy Spirit to say, please help me to see what I need to see in this verse. Would you bring revelation that only can come from the throne of God? Let's pray then. Holy Spirit, can you help us in this moment to really see heaven and heaven's plan for us in the scripture? In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read the scripture together. It's Matthew 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I usually title this verse, A Pure Heart in a Grimy World. It's tough having a pure heart in a grimy world. A world full of distraction, a world full of luring in for self-satisfaction. Things that just put grime on our hearts. A world full of conceit and full of deception. That's the grime that gets stuck onto our hearts. A pure heart in a grimy world. The next thing we do after we've looked is we encounter and wait. We just wait upon God and 
while we wait upon the Lord, I usually ask that you consider a few things during this devotion. Just consider a few things. Well, the first thing to consider would be this, that this Matthew 5 verse 8 is the most central and most significant, in my opinion, of all of the Beatitudes. It is mentioned um, almost in the middle, I guess, of all of them, but the problem, or not the problem, the point I'm trying to make is that you cannot be poor in spirit, which is one of the other uh, um, Beatitudes. You can't be pure in, pure, poor in spirit without having a pure heart. You cannot mourn for the things that displease God without having a pure heart. You cannot be merciful or a peacemaker. And you cannot be prepared to stand persecution for the name of Jesus without having a pure heart. So actually this one is one of the most central principles in Christian life. And we see it throughout the whole Bible. The heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. We take this moment now just to continue encountering God in this moment. And not only do we acknowledge before God, wow, this is very central to our faith, it's having a pure heart. So while you're taking a moment, just taking a pause or a reprieve during your morning, I wanted you to consider the following four things. Firstly, God is concerned with your heart. He's concerned with the matters in your heart. He's concerned with those things that seem to bend and break it. He's concerned with those things that seem to harm it or come for its innocence. Consider that. What does that mean to you, that God is concerned with you? Then I wanted to, the, the next three things I wanted you to consider is to ask the question, what is it to see God? Well, firstly, to see God is to be admitted to his presence. We often think that it's like, well, you all of a sudden spot God. <laughs> but I think to see God here in this context is actually that we would be admitted, his presence. Admitted to his presence. Isn't it glorious that through Jesus, the door has been opened? This very narrow and specific door, but we have been granted access and we are admitted to his presence. Isn't that truly wonderful? I wanted you to consider that. To see God is to be admitted to his presence. Secondly, to see God is to stand in awe of him and his glory. To see God is to stand in awe of him and his glory. Well, have you taken a moment to stand in awe of creation? To stand in awe of the people God has put in your life. To stand in awe of the cross of Jesus Christ. To see God is to stand in awe of him and his majesty. And God's majesty is found on the cross in the empty tomb. So the one way in which we purify our hearts is to behold Jesus, to behold him on the cross, to behold him in the word. That's where we see him. We purely come to him, hungry for him, with no agendas, 
and say, Lord, I want to see you in your word, to see you in my heart. And the third of these things of what is it to see God is to be comforted by his grace. To be comforted by his grace. Think of the psalm, Psalm 27, which says this, Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. Hide not thy face from me. Isn't that awesome? Hide not your face from me is the same as saying, be, be gracious to me. Have you encountered somebody before and they almost hide their face from you? They want to scold you or, or, or show that they're disappointed in you. And they hide their face from you. They turn away from you. But this is David saying, be gracious to me. Don't hide your face from me. It means that seeing the face of God is considered to be a sweet and comforting experience. If God shows his face, we are helped. And if he turns his face away, we are dismayed. So who are the pure in heart? Well, it's those with an undivided heart. It's those who come to be admitted to, to take the invitation admit in the, and, and be admitted to his presence and celebrate that without agenda. It's to stand in awe of his creation and his cross and it's to be comforted by his grace and by his grace alone and find cons cons consolation nowhere else but in him. The pure in heart are those with an undivided heart. Matthew 22 verse 37 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. So this verse, Matthew 5 verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God is saying that those with an undivided heart, those who seek after him will actually become more pure because of him. So I wanted to ask you last two things now. How do we apply this in our day? Turn this outward. Think about how you might apply this. What does it mean for your own life? Is the Holy Spirit impressing something on your inner being? Is there something happening? Is there a stirring to walk more in the will of God in some area of your life? And then lastly, what will you devote? Or how will you stay upon this verse? Would you comment a scripture, an image, a word maybe, or a thought, or even a song that could take you through this day as an anchor? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we could spend together. Thank you that it's unrushed and unforced. We come to you without agenda, knowing that those who appear in heart will see you. Thank you that we are admitted to your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you awaken us to the glory and the majesty of God. And thank you that we will see you. We can see you in your word. And we see you by grace alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful day today. It's a public holiday. Enjoy the braai or the chill or the movies or whatever you're going to do. Cheerio.